Welcome back to Chaotic Neutral. On this week's episode, very topical to our namesake, we're going to talk about D&D. I feel like we keep saying we're going to and we haven't, and today's the day. Today's D&D day. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm Shamanfra. I'm Shana. And I'm Jenny, who has a slightly raspy voice, and I apologize. I have How the dare. Wisconsin sickness, which is just Wisconsin it's, allergies. It's the weather being know. 80 degrees and then 30, yeah. and then yes, 50, and then 50, and, 20, and then snow, yeah, and tornadoes. That's, that's yes. <laughs> so I am alive. I just sound like You I'm sound kind of like an old witch <laughs> that lives in the swamp lands. I mean, that's just what I'm going to be someday when I get older. Just so I'm just for that bog witch life. Now. <laughs> uh, for the top of the hour, our news is noteworthy. Not a lot of news, but Samantha, our reporter on the ground. Yes. I've seen oh, yeah. Super Mario. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here with the, um, the hot details that are... That are like what a few weeks old now. No, but I did get to see it today. Take in mind that I did take a four-year-old, which was great. She sat through the whole thing. Um, but this is not called the Super Mario movie in my house. It's called the Bowser movie. Which I support. And appropriate. I do love that. I do love that. Mm-hmm. And the entire time she was mad, she's like, "Why are there previews? Where is the Bowser movie?" <laughs> and then, so there are a lot of like. Easter eggs and throwbacks, nods to like even the first version of the film, like really, which was cute. Yes. Yeah, which I was surprised. Interesting. Yeah, I I loved it. So they have nods to that. Anything Mario, like there's so many throwbacks. Like I don't know if any of you have played um, the Peach one. What was it? It was like Super Princess Peach. I don't know the actual name of it. But on the Game Boy, I know what you're talking about. I can see the box in my head. It's very good, and it's an expensive game now that I own. It's pink, but you play just as Peach, and she has like the skill where she uses her skirt like as an umbrella hover, Mm -hmm. and like they had that in there, so that was really cute, you know. So they had like a lot of little like hints at things, but um, no, it was it was a really good movie. I would say that there's like no actual clear like plot. Which isn't bad because you know it just was very Mario and it was fun. Yeah, I guess I, I can't complain it. about there being no plot in a Mario movie. There's not a lot of plot in a Mario yeah. game. I mean, there was like a little plot. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. loose. It was like Bowser's oh, Bowser's bad. bad <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom, and so it's a perfect mix of like without any spoilers. Mario was useless. <laughs> I love it. I'm for it. Um. Peach was a badass, and she was like, "I don't need anybody." Who does her voice? Um, Anya Taylor Joy. So she was. Oh, okay. She was the lead in Queen's Gambit, which I also yeah, loved. Yeah. yeah, we love her. Um, and then so she was like a badass, and she was just like, "I don't need a man. I'm showing you how to do this, Mario. You're a dumbass," which I loved. <laughs> and then Bowser was a simp. And we loved him for it. And that's Luna's favorite character. She's got good taste. Arguably, definitely, probably, probably the favorite, like, if I'm, like, honest, probably the best character. Probably, like, him and Peach. Best characters. Well, and I feel like if you're going to have Jack Black do it, so good. That's going to be so the ultimate. Well, he throws his whole yeah. so heart and just... soul into every character. 
yes it was yes yes and like you felt it and like you just loved the crap out of bowser Mm -hmm. in that movie like you just loved him so much he was such a cutie he's just trying his best but he was evil and angry (laughs) you know i don't know i really liked it. it was a fun time it was just it was a whole lot of fun again not like a lot of deep plot but a lot of fun a lot of easter eggs great characters like for who they were i love that mario was useless <laughs> so would you say for like all the 80s and 90s babies who grew up with um super mario yeah, would love so it. good and they had yeah. like they had a lot of really good like hit music mixed with classics from the series oh, cool. that they like really oh, orchestrated nice. really dramatically like they had a lot of good picks right so would so, you like, say some of the reviews were being a little too critical yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be okay. fun. It's Mario. That's good, because that's what I was kids. hoping yeah. was the case. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just, it's just a fun movie. It's not supposed to be anything serious. It's fun. There were, like, so many references to everything ever that you could want. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, I can't think of a better way to do the characters. Just to be like, oh, nice. we all know Mario's stupid. Ha ha, let's make a joke. He's useless. Peach is just like, I've been running the kingdom, I got this, whatever. And then Bowser just like, they made him such a cute baby. <laughs> and I loved that. I loved it. Well, now I want to see it. For me. Yeah. It was so cute. Yeah. I would recommend it. I would Definitely see it again, list. which is great. Like, because even, it like didn't even have that much of a plot. But I'm like, I'd see it again. Because it, it was fun. fun. Felt and good. it was visually pleasing. Went down easy. You know, there's. <laughs> Yeah, so many, like, visually gratifying moments. Nice. And I saw this at, like, 11.30 a.m. <laughs> so it's not like I was like, having, like, a good party time or anything at the time that I saw it. I was Maybe I'll try to snag it while it's still in theaters. Because I don't know what it's going to stream on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because it's Nintendo. Ooh, that Illumination. Um, oh, it's Illumination. I, I have to buy that now. Minions is on... Uh, is Netflix sometimes or is HBO oh, Max. Yeah. It's either going to be Paramount or maybe Paramount. I think it's Paramount. Yeah, that would be yeah, Illumination Studios. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, you do because they have all of Star Trek. Guess mm-hmm. what, Jenny? Oh, she cares. And they so have much. the final. They have the. We it. need to do a one-off Jenny episode where she discusses the Italian hands are out. Where um, I discuss the final season of Picard. You have and to tie me to a chair is. to make me watch Star Trek. <laughs> I'll do it with you, Jenny. You, I mean, <laughs> we have to do <laughs> no. You have to do like a select few episodes, though, like a screening. And yes, then and I mean, obviously, I know the good and the bad episodes. I can. Find we should have a day where we all take media yes. that we don't think everyone else in our group would like and force them to watch it. Dude, yes. that is such a good <laughs> idea! Yeah. Oh my god, yes, we do. We and then we'll come okay. back here and discuss. It's actually happening. We each get a screening episode where so we're gonna like have one pre night where like we screen like maybe what an hour and a half worth of the content. Yeah. Everybody has their thoughts, and then we'll come back and do it. Okay, episode. I like this. That we'll pajama party day. Online. We'll post some stuff online. Yeah. Okay. For, like, we will post some about like what it we happened. want to do and see if anyone has any input. Uh, yeah, maybe we should each come up with like four options for yeah. ourselves, and then see if anybody has any. Yeah, oh, I like this. Yeah, okay. Sam, which Gundam series? 
was gonna say, uh, <laughs> I'll just like list yeah. four different. Gun- no, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But all right, we'll think about this. All right. Um, I have something a little topical. I mean, I well, it is very topical, but I think I kind of touched on it last episode. But Sam and I went to Gary Con. Um, and Gary Con, for those of you who don't know, it's a Dungeons and Dragons um, convention that's in Lake Geneva because that's where Gary Gygax created um, Dungeons and Dragons and is in our oh. backyard. Um, so they have this convention every year and it is literally, and I mean, I've been to tons yeah. of conventions. It is the best one I've ever been to because it is, they, they, they don't allow like you know how like things grow and grow and grow every year with them it's like this is what it is this is what it's going to be this is how many tickets we're selling and this is it you know so you don't have to worry about like oh my god there's so many people now it used to be so friendly and fun and blah 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 it's just it's so nice it's so down to earth anyone you run into is going to be the nicest person in the world and and help you with any game you want but yeah, so we went to that. Um, this year was really fun. Um, they added in a cosplay contest. So um, there was um, different contests. Yeah. There was different um, cosplay contestants who dress up as their characters. They stumbled and in kind of around. <laughs> our sweet seats yep. on accident. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was actually really nice because it was, um, we didn't realize we were right in the middle of it because that's kind of how the convention is. It's just mm-hmm. so like friendly down to earth. Everyone's by you like you don't realize oh I guess this is going on here you know um so we were in the lounge having a drink and all of a sudden oh here's a cosplay contest and the the um judges were like right across from us so we had like perfect seats um and some of these costumes were so good um a dragonborn I want to say one overall I think no I don't don't even remember no I have a video but no I I can't I can't remember but I don't know. I just really loved the Dragonborn. Her character was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it was so cool to see people bring like Dragonborns to life, you know. Um, so that was really fun. You, you, the whole premise of this is you go around and you find you meet different people and you play D and D with them, or you know, there's other tabletop games too. There's like a a lounge you can go and rent out games to play. There's a vendor hall, and what's so cool too is. Even celebrities. See, didn't you run into Matt Mercer there one time? <laughs> yes, yeah. Who and and by the way, I don't watch Critical Role, so that I have I have like the weirdest Matt Mercer story because I had no idea who he was, and we were in the vendor hall and we were both kind of looking at these minis and we were kind of talking and I had no idea who he was. And all of a sudden I heard all this screaming and all these people like lining up behind me. He looks at me, he's like, sorry. And I'm like, what's happening right now? And so my friend grabs me and pulls me to go line up in a line. I'm like, what are we lining up for? What's happening? And then I get to the, I finally get to the end of the line. I'm like, oh, it's Matt Mercer again. And I'm like, oh, hello again. And we took a picture with him. And it was just so weird because I had no idea who he was. Because, And that's the beauty of this is um, like Vince Vaughn was Mm -hmm. there and Joe Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so horrible at pronouncing your last name, Mag- Magniello, um, who are huge D and D. I remember that angry. Joke. He's got like his Chihuahua. whole basement. He's got a beautiful table. Yeah, he brought the smallest <laughs> chihuahua in the world, who is not like, happy he was about dragonborns. <laughs> it was so like, funny. He, like, but I could walk down and the chihuahua would be like, <laughs> yes. fucking like chomping. But, <laughs> but what I love about it is like you don't 
know or realize these are celebrities because everyone's yeah, here so to love. I would have known who Matt and Mercer is. You under a rock star face. I would. I would have known. Who Matt I'm Mercer sorry. Is. I don't. Classic like, okay, so I'm. I so I'm a classic <laughs> grandma. I don't watch a lot of like. What is Critical Role? Oh my god. I mean, but Matt Mercer's more than, he's more than just Critical Role. He's like a famous voice actor. Well, yeah, but he's gonna be Ganondorf in the next Zelda. Which is amazing. But which is amazing. And I'm sure I have watched a lot of stuff that he has voice acted. I just go, I just go, you know what? That's a good voice. And that's where I leave it at. I don't, I'm weird. Yeah, he is. He's dreamy. Okay, I mean, you know, we all have, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I live under a rock. I don't know who famous people are, but that's what I'm saying is like, it's cool because no one, that's what I like about this uh, convention is nobody's there for the famous no, people. No, you just have I mean, fun. They're there, they're there to meet the famous D&D people. You know what I mean? Like the people who had, you started it from the ground up, Um, you know, but. But nobody's there for that. They're there for the enjoyment of the game and meeting people who love what they love and exploring it and learning new things about it. And that's what I love about it. So it was really fun. I also say they and rode a trolley and it was yes. blizzarding oh, outside. No. Yes, that's the thing. Um, it's in was it's in March, right? Yes. It was March when we went. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, so if you go, it's Wisconsin. It will most likely be blizzarding Fucking or eighty Wisconsin. degrees. So I swear to God. <laughs> Um, more, more than likely is blizzarding. So you just have to realize you are going to be walking in the snow if you don't like snow, but I highly recommend you go. It's just, you got to get your tickets way in advance because again, it is a, it is a very down to earth, like small community of people who love each other. So, you know, you got to get your tickets early because they really don't want to, you know, make it crazy. Like how ASEN and other things. Well, it's funny too. Cause like, so. that's where Gen Con yeah. was born. And now Gen Con is like mm-hmm. gigantic. It's the biggest know. convention okay. I've ever been to. Yeah, I just, Ooh. just, I don't know, the community at Gary Con, I just don't think it's, it's so going to be like that because yeah. they love that it's like this, that it's just so down to earth and you can make friends. Um, you know, a lot of people like made some made their best friends there because it's just like, hey, we both we all like these things, and and it's cool because you can just sit down at a game. There's no big dick neck beards trying to like ruin your life. <laughs> Everyone is just so nice, what and it will explain thing? things to you. <laughs> like swinging um, their dicks around. You know? I don't know. Yeah, like they're hitting their face <laughs> with a dick, like- and then they have a neck beard <laughs> with their dick, and yeah. Um, you know, like my one friend, he'll run tables for kids. Like it's just, it's, it's really nice and I love it. And it's honestly my favorite convention to go to every year because it's relaxing. I don't get anxiety. I don't have to do all my usual anxiety. It won't get too big for its bridges. It's so nice. Um, Yeah. It's still young. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I honestly, I honestly Um, don't think it's going to be. I feel like, I feel like. Luke Gygax and everyone are really into the, no, we need to keep it like this. Because a lot of people want it out of out of um, the Grand Geneva, but it's just like, mm, sorry, that's not happening. Because they even made an April Fool's joke about it that it was going to be in Orlando, Florida <laughs> next year. Kind of like, fuck you, this isn't happening. So, it yeah. is hard, I feel, to keep things like this to stay their size. Mm-hmm. Dan and I talked about this even with like um, – he experiences something similar with motorcycle parties where they, where they're like magical when they're just mm-hmm. born and they have this certain like grassroots 
mm-hmm. appeal and and because mm-hmm. they're so great sometimes it's hard to keep them from snowballing so i really hope that they're able to accomplish that and i think it is it takes a lot of determination and a lot of saying no to more money which i feel yeah. like is hard for organizations mm-hmm. yeah which that's the only thing that concerns me is because now they're opening up that giant fantasy restaurant, yeah. Which is also going to be a mecca for. Nerds. I am excited for that though. Um, but it I don't know. It, cool. Like no, I mean, be a same fun exactly. But <laughs> I feel like everyone I've talked to and on all the the like the groups and everything sounds like no, this is what it's going to be. We're going to cap it at this many people. If you don't come, you don't come. So that way they can keep that homegrown mm-hmm. vibe because it was homegrown it was homegrown like geneva and they want to keep it that way true to its roots so i hope it stays that way well speaking of let's talk about dd let's do it i kind of want to just kind of approach this with like some questions to kind of guide our discussion mm-hmm. and Sounds the good. first one i have is what would you rather play online or in person which I feel like today is like my most difficult question to answer. Yeah. I don't know. It's I I would I like I enjoy doing in person, but I feel like if it's the right group of people it doesn't matter and the convenience of online is just so easy these days. I don't know, but I feel like both have their benefits. I don't know. I definitely prefer in person personally um just because I feel like I can get people's and like their their animations more mm-hmm. how animated they are, you know what I mean. Like I can get that vibe from them better than via online. Like I'll play online. I haven't done it a whole lot. Sam's done it more, so she, you know what I mean. She probably has mm-hmm. a better understanding and opinion of online. That's what's kind of hard to give an opinion on this because I've done way more in person in Samsung. Well, way more and there's a difference too between um, like having yeah. your video on and playing online. Yes. Yeah, and for then sure. like just playing with the board online, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like yeah. a lot of it is you're right, like animations, like of the person themselves, because otherwise it's hard to tell, which I completely agree with so you have to be able to have that option almost so you like have to have two screens Mm -hmm. at that point if I'm being honest yeah I feel like there's a couple different levels here in that when I tried to answer this question myself I found I found I was almost like arguing with myself like disagreeing with myself because on one hand being in person you do get that like people's expression and their reaction and things like that on the flip side, if you're playing online, especially if you're playing with strangers, I play in a game where there are people I have not met and we don't have cameras on. And when you just have voices paired with like character models, that can be kind of interesting too, because now I have no real mm-hmm. person to ground this on. They are that character to me. Because I think that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. At that's the end cool. of the day, yeah. I feel like it's about what is the most immersive experience. Um, well, and also what's the most fun. But I feel like mm-hmm. usually if it's the more immersive it is, the more fun it is for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it depends, I think, a lot on the group and your DM and your group dynamic and how serious it is and how character driven it is. But then there's also um, your your props, your tools. Are you playing with painted figures? Are you playing with terrain? Are you playing Mm -hmm. with blank Mm -hmm. maps? When you're online, are you using roll 20 where it's just like a grid? Or are you using like Tailspire where it's like a whole like animated tavern? Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm. And it's really interesting. I feel like there's such a wide array. The, the toolbox for this game has really grown in the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot Absolutely. of options. I don't have a lot of experience online outside of Fantasy Grounds. I've not so used Fantasy Grounds. Use. How does that work? Well, you can either, there's like a paid version. It's like roughly $40 where you download it. And then you have access to whatever like books and things the DM loads in, right? So like the manuals, you know, the character sheets, whatever, or what have you. Um, there's art that the DM can load in, maps. The, they can either make the maps themselves, get them from other like sources, however they do that. Um, load them in you know you can like right now we're doing a homebrew type deal so all of the maps are like something he's like partially bought slash constructed and then you know other terrains and things but um otherwise right now the one I'm using is unity and that's just a demo version that you download and then you can just import whatever the campaign is off the cloud so our dm has it on the cloud mm. um so there's really it, there's really nice maps. You choose your own character art, you know, customized tokens, that sort of thing. Um, the combat system's really nice. So like automated dice rolling spell casting, like all the dice combinations. You just kind of say I'm casting a spell, drag it to either like the chat thing or the tower, depending on what's going on. And it kind of just throws it all in there for you. But it's because you preload the manuals, right? So, mm -hmm. like, like if you level up, right? So, right now, I'm a rogue. If I get a level up, I just go to the handbook in the game. And I just drag the rogue oh, cool. into my, onto my thing. And it just levels up everything, like, all the stats, like, per whatever. So, so, online's made it more yeah. definitely easier yeah, for it's so easy. leveling up so everything. Easy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I always say this, like, I love D&D, &D, but oh my god. No. Like, it's like, I have to look here, and then I gotta look I mean, here, and then I gotta go here, and then I look, gotta, you, you know. You still have to look, like, say, like, since I have the swashbuckler or whatever, like, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. thing, I still have to look at that, but, like, yeah. you just drag it, right? So you say, like, okay, I'm a rogue, I'm a swashbuckler, like, I have this concentration, whatever, you just drag it, drop it, it updates your sheet for you, it updates your spells for you. So, like, the damage you do, you know, like, 1d4 to 2d4, like, whatever. See, and that's kind of what's attractive Very to me. I've easy. literally only played in person. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. I played in two games with uh, co-workers, and those were both so much fun in their own ways. And then the games that I'm running now are currently in person, but online's attractive because I am new at a lot of stuff and just... Mm -hmm. Keeping track of everything, kind of like fact checking myself, I feel like would be easier with some automated help. The automation does streamline. Yeah, it almost does help. It like make you feel more confident. Yeah. I mean, for me, it did because I, I, I first like, I mean, I have played like D and D and like you know tabletop games intermittently like before COVID, but I like first really really got hard into it like during oh, for the sure. pandemic because like there's nothing to do so i was like playing twice in two different campaigns weekly from that point on and i think since i started online it did help me be like okay this is how this is added that makes sense to me like it makes things yeah, make more sense yeah you can see when yeah. you drag your level like to your character sheet you can see how it adjusts your spells like mm -hmm. your abilities 
like okay now i have another dice roll on that okay that makes yeah. sense um and then if you ever need help too you can just like it's very nice online because you can just you have your character sheet you have your skill list whatever you can just click it and it will tell you what it you're does. not digging through books and like yeah you're exactly like it's very streamlined so it does help and it makes playing in person easier i would think so it makes it more accessible. it also makes it more affordable i feel like because the yeah the, yeah. yeah i mean well, and, I think, and i think that's right? the other that's gonna be the other argument too yeah. is because some people like the hands-on things because like you mm-hmm. said earlier yeah they like the minis they right. like yeah the which i understand dice you know um mm-hmm. and i love all that stuff but there is a price point associated with it all yeah yeah yes exactly um i think Honestly, I think I don't necessarily know for me personally if one's better than the other. I think it just depends on the situation and what works for you. You know, um, like, for example, this weekend, I'm sick. Um, you know, I was possibly exposed to COVID, even though I don't have it somehow. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Um, Which. And it's like, I still wanted to play D&D, but you know, I, I couldn't in person. So then I had that online option, you know, so um, it, it's definitely made online's made things a whole lot easier for when you can't get together with people because our lives like now in the world, everything fucking sucks. And we can't yeah. get together well, all the time and things are crazy. Scheduling, you know, is the most difficult thing to accomplish. Yeah, with oh my God. Dragons, mm-hmm. Especially yes. as adults with yeah. work and different schedules and kids. It's easier and, when you're at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always at least a half an hour away from anything minimum. So I got an Mm -hmm. hour built into Mm -hmm. just transit time. And that just it eats away at your ability to do that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. People I'm playing with in my other campaign, um, don't live in state, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. to be said about that. I do miss the feel of real math rocks in my hands. But um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love the math rocks. Yes. I understand. Like, there's something about being in person. It's just like, but it's like, how much are you going to sacrifice, like, doing it and bonding and, like, having experience over, like, your medium that you have to have it in? Because I feel like I would rather do in person, right? But it's just so much easier. So much easier. And I mean, you could still roll your own dice and play online. You can. I have a friend who he he basically he sets up a camera just for his dice which is totally fine Mm -hmm. um so D&D actual Wizards of the Coast D&D has a new online game version that is coming out Mm -hmm. did you guys watch the trailer for that I haven't yet I did not it looks bonkers it looks really fucking cool um great we'll have to see yeah yeah it's gonna be all like 3D maps and terrain and Ooh. you'll have a huge tool oh, wow. set of like monsters that you can load in and it's just like it, it takes a little bit of everything I think that exists before it and makes it like the official version and I think okay. it's going to be especially now that we're at like the height of Dungeons and Dragons popularity I think it's going to be an absolute yeah. game changer. Mm-hmm. I want to look real fast and so. see cool. if they have any sort of news on that. Would be cool. Coming. Could you imagine like having all of their books? Online. I was gonna say because I'm like starting my campaign soon. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast. But um, I mean, so for my like campaign that I'm gonna run, I think I'm definitely gonna do it online. I think that's just my preference. At this point. It just makes more sense for life. Well, and also I have people 
that are like on the East Coast that I want to yeah. play. Yeah. Well, like the game I play in person, I play with people who have my exact yeah. same work mm-hmm. schedule. So it's extremely easy yeah. to get together, you know, exactly. but for everybody else, I yeah, work it's not like, like a vampire, most common so. thing sure. among friend groups. We all have wildly different schedules. That's the thing, though. There are yes. so many variables per each group. So while you may prefer being in person yourself, if you play in person for one game, it might make just more sense to be online for another. With, like you said, out-of-state people, weird schedules, sometimes mm-hmm. something's got to give. No, like, and for us, it makes sense to do it in yeah. person. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like we're close yeah. enough, we're, you know, chill enough with each other, we have a good time, mm-hmm. that makes we sense, sure you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't see that they have anything really set in stone. Um, it was announced, gosh, when was this? IGN's got a, um, a link about it from March 28th, 2023. They did sort of like a, like a D&D direct where they talked about the Honor Among Thieves game coming out, the Minecraft collab coming out, a mm-hmm. bunch of different stuff. And they just did a little, um, just like a, a trailer for it, just showing how it works. Uh, it's just cool. called the D&D Digital Play Space. And, um... It uses the Unreal Engine. That's all that is really said. And it's it's really hard to find the trailer of it. I feel like it's it takes me forever to find it. It's like buried. The mm. only place it's really been seen is in this like kind of this direct that just came out in March. So Weird. I don't know how far off that mean it is from being like in our hands, but just the what little mm. I've seen looks incredible. So that's cool. Um, I also want to share with you guys i should have before the podcast but i'll post a link on it have you guys seen one more multiverse it's a Ooh. like an independent made no. play space and it's pixel art it's cute. super cute i'll have to share it with you yeah. i was thinking about running so we're in talking about how it's hard to schedule and to keep a party going for D um i, I was yeah. thinking about doing something where it was like a drop in drop out and i don't know if it's going to be too big for me to take on as a project but if i did i would probably do it in one more multiverse because it is fucking adorable there's something about being like sucked up by like a 2d gelatinous cube i do like that yeah i'll (laughs) post a link for that too um so the second thing i wanted to talk about is making an immersive play experience i also feels like like if, if I was going to give somebody advice, like I'm playing D&D for the first time, what's your biggest piece of advice you could give me? I would say learn how to be a yes and player. Like the biggest problem I think I've ever had in playing with people is it's a game. Yes, but it's not a game that you like win. It is a cooperative theatrical mm-hmm. storytelling experience so the more that you can yes yeah. and cooperative mm-hmm. is really hard for people sometimes it's very difficult for people yes you you need to in order for it to work because you all are trying to tell a story together without knowing what to- story you're trying to tell that can be a very hard mm-hmm. thing to accomplish especially for a dm especially for homebrew content and yeah as much as going off the rails is sometimes impossible to avoid the more you can yes and what your teammates are trying to accomplish and what your DM is maybe trying to kind of like lead you to, I think the better overall experience you'll have. 
and I've like take the hints also yes. from your DM. Yeah. I just want to say that like well, and I and I think that's a really nice and helpful playstyle too for people who are new to it as well. Because I've had that experience, too, when I first started getting into it, where people are like, you know, pretty much make me feel like an idiot that I didn't know, like, specific things. Like, well, you don't know what you don't no. know. Mm-hmm. You know what you I mean? You figure it out. So I, I like that. I like that where it's just like, okay, you're going to do this and then what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of opening the door to other uh, things that you can do with your character. Because I think that's a really good learning experience for new players as well. And that's kind of how my group plays. Um, a few of us are, are older characters. And yet, <laughs> but we played yeah. for a while. <laughs> Shut up! And, and he's in the grave. And there's, um, and you know, and then we have a couple who are brand new, and that's kind of how we play. Where, like you said, it's not like yeah. we're gonna win. It's okay. You know what? That's that's crazy. You did that, but let's see where this goes. But you know, yes, and what else are you gonna mm-hmm. do with this? You know what I mean? And it's, and it's so cool because then you find such out of the box ideas that new players bring that work. And it's like, oh my God, that was amazing. I can't believe I didn't think about that. You know, I love that. I just always feel like whatever I'm doing, like I always try new classes, try new things. So I never know what the hell I'm doing mm-hmm. anyways. So you kind of just have to go with the flow. It's like, let me figure this out. So it's not helpful to be like, oh my God, why don't you know this? Because this is what you can do here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, it's about everybody figuring out their own way to do this and being like taking the information. But yeah, I've had so many problems with people that are like, I'm not going to listen to DM and their suggestions, even though they're nicely trying to steer yeah. me into a, into a way. It's like, just, just take it. Just take it. The main character syndrome gets me real bad. Yeah, it happens. Like, I don't, so the lone wolf kind of character guideline kind of deal like yeah i have different ideas from the party and i don't want to do this it's like okay like like sarah said like you're telling a story together mm-hmm. give yourself a reason to give into teamwork even if you're more aloof mm-hmm. give yourself a reason like don't just why why yeah. are you being combative like it's supposed to be a group effort these are supposed to eventually be your comrades Stop being impossible about it. My mm-hmm. God. It's not yeah, you, you can, versus the DM. You can be true to a character mm-hmm. and their design while finding yeah. a way to make it work with the party. Yeah. Exactly. Like, kind of how, like, I really wanted to be a warlock, but I also mm-hmm. didn't want to be evil and fuck everyone over either. So I'm like, all right, how am I going to make this work? It. So I'm still able to mm-hmm. be a team player and allow my other teammates to not, you know, yeah, just it is totally not, it is like, not everyone over them and responsibility the to find out mm-hmm. how to, to, you know, appease you, appease this, this weird storyline you've cooked mm-hmm. up for your character alone. Yeah. It's your job as a player to find out how your storyline works into the greater threads. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I won't call out somebody mm-hmm. I once played with, but you don't attack your teammates when they accidentally hit you. <laughs> I know. Exactly unbelievable behavior. I do too. But <laughs> absolutely oh, unbelievable be behavior. Unacceptable. <laughs> no skill. I mean, well, and, and like I said, you know, like let's say, but, and that's the thing, it's storytelling. So, you can figure it out in a way of like, okay, if I'm a really angry, raging barbarian orc and a team member accidentally hit me while I was raging, obviously, okay, maybe I would hit you or something, but you could figure out a way to narratively play that mm-hmm. out so I'm yeah. not murdering Almost kill my you know character. I, mean? I gotta start to make a new it character make sense. over. No, there's a, yeah, That's there's a, a way to make <laughs> that happen 
where it would make sense in the story, but also not murder yes, so you, your teammate either. That, that's a little, you know? that's a yeah. little much. Yeah, this is why I say yeah, in session zero, no PvP. Like, get out of here. Stop it. Silliness. Yeah, and I've and I've had and I've had PvP episodes. Well, the the game I'm running, the guy's been making it for 14 years, and we're finally it was that's 12 or really years impressive. We're finally playing it, and that's there's so some cool. PvP. It's amazing. It's so I immersive. Bet. It's just it's amazing, and there have been some PvP things, but it's not characters against. It, it, it's kind of like you know, another evil sorcerer is controlling your character to okay. do this to another character. And he did it in a way where we all kind of worked through that afterwards. We weren't like, well, I'm, we're all just murdering each other and we're dead. You know, it, it's like there's a there's a narrative way to do that to make it make sense and not mm-hmm. be an asshole yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before I let this run too long, we will wrap up with favorite race and or class and like a quick reason as why. Uh, Shana, you go first. Oh, crap. That's hard, dude. Um, I've only played two characters um i played a land druid and i played a champion human fighter the druid was a gnome and i think i think that might have been my favorite because that was uh my dm was like a pathfinder player Mm -hmm. and his game was run very similar to that and he was very rules based but he made it so much fun so i had to be really creative with the stuff that i did (laughs) and being a tiny little druid with extremely awesome nature checks it, it got pretty fun so yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with the, the gnome druid it was just a good time uh sam what you got what's your fave? i'm gonna be a basic bitch i'm gonna say <laughs> i really like my tieflings i feel like i've had multiple tieflings point. are very fun they're just like so hot mm-hmm. like you can just make them hot and they're <laughs> versatile they're really good at any class and like so I didn't think I would like this class when I played it, but I really, really am enjoying Rogue, which, because usually I'm like a cleric. That's true. Or like some sort of caster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or something. I'm not usually a melee mm-hmm. type based character, but I am really loving my my Rogue. And again, it's a swashbuckler. Pirate. Rogue, but I'm like super, yeah, Arr. super sneaky. A sneaky pirate. And I've cool. been loving it, which I did not expect. Like, and nothing can hit me. I just, like, I'm also, a, like, she does ballet, and I'm just, like, doing Oh, that is really good and, like, character detail. That's cool. Nothing yeah. can ever hit me. Um, It's great. It's a good time. All right, Jenny. Shockingly, um, as everyone knows, I stan all orcs. Oh, so, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wow. don't know if you know wow. this. Yeah. Um. So I always play a half orc, usually always, always. Um, and I've played a few, I've played a few classes, but by barbarian is by far my favorite. Um, I love playing the wolf totem. I love giving that pack tactics. I like kind of being, I love being that tank, but also an assist mm-hmm. tank where you're also helping out your totally. other teammates as well. And, and Barbarian Half-Orc just goes so well together, and it's so fun to play, because you're just that bumbling oaf with a, you know, you're funny, kind of a good heart. I, I, yeah. I throw a little bit of, like, the Skyrim orcs mixed with World of Warcraft orcs in there, you know, so there's humor, but they also come from a clan, 
And it's just, I have so much fun with it. And that's why Michelle Rodriguez, even though she was not an orc, a half orc, how she did her her barbarian, I loved it so She much. had the heart of an orc. She did. Honorary she did orc. it so well because that's kind of how I played. Just this bumbling, mm-hmm. funny person who, you know, isn't very intelligent, but is, but has... That's why I hate when they say, oh, you don't have a lot of wisdom. But I'm like, they do. Like, you cannot be a barbarian without mm-hmm. having some kind of mm-hmm. wisdom about the world. Yep. And you know what I mean? It, it's just, so I loved how she played it. Because that's very much, very similar how I play. You're just like this, you're just trying to, you know, do what you got to do to. No, she like really reminded me of you mm-hmm. as soon as she came on screen. I was yeah, like, yeah. So this. that's very much how I play. Just, yeah, yeah just the bumbling person who loves a good fight some good battles some good drinks and just helping out her friends and her clan and yeah it just that's really fun to me mine so far is probably uh my i have a half elf druid who's a magic uh college dropout and <laughs> druids are really fun to play just because i feel like wild shape king druids can get fun. you into like some pretty neat situations i uh yeah we I escaped from prison by channeling Toy Story. Uh, you know the scene, in, you know the scene where they go to a pizza planet and they sneak in because they're under like yeah. cups. Mm-hmm. I turned yeah. into a rat and was under a bowl, and we called it Operation Pizza oh. Rat. And I, I snuck out that. of prison like <laughs> that way. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Quick thinking. Thanks, Pixar. That's a good uh, one. No, Druids are so fun. That was going to be yeah. my second choice. But I feel like maybe the campaign depends mm-hmm. on... You could you do know, an all-druid party, party, for sure. Oh, no, you could, because you could yeah, take Yeah, definitely had a... Have a fucking bear, yeah. you know? Yep. No, we definitely used our druid to fish once. So, so messed up. <laughs> there was, like, some beasties in the water, and we wanted to figure out what they were, and they left the two half-orcs to figure shit out. So we decided Great to idea. have our druid turned into, I think, like a worm or something. We tied a, no. we tied a rope to it, yeah, and threw it in the water, pretending we were fishing, so we could spy on these these creatures. And they, like, the DM was like literally dying, laughing so hard, trying to figure out. Okay, what but did it work? Like it, and it turned out <laughs> no. Well. Somewhat, no, it turned out to a hilarious disaster. Like, we didn't all die, but it was just we a funny didn't die, situation. we laughed about it. It's fine. <laughs> Pretty much never ever leave the orcs in charge. That's merch, that's God. a t shirt. <laughs> There's like, yeah, we'll let them handle it. No, what? Yes, that's why I do love druids. Mm-hmm. Druids are so fun. They are. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and letting us babble on about the things we love, as always. Uh, mm-hmm. Our intro is provided by the always in-character Noodle, and you can find their band on Instagram at Arcade Mode and Katie, or on Facebook as Arcade Mode Band. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all is chaotic neutral. Uh, follow us for updates. I will always post updates on Monday mornings when I have them. I'm aiming for like two releases a month right now. We'll see if we can keep that going. So uh, probably see them in summer yeah. And so far, so far, so good. So <laughs> we'll see you hopefully in a couple weeks. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.